I'm just not sure what's next in the story. I sort of have an idea. Think for, about right well, now. Well, I have an idea for an ending, but I don't know if the ending is supposed to come yet. Do you want the ending to come sooner or later? Hey. You want more story before the ending? Hmm. Yeah, I think so too. I feel like there's one thing I need to do in the story, but I'm not sure what it is. What would you like to hear happen in the story? Well, I can. I don't have to listen to you. But you could tell I me. want them to go back to the family, but I want Dylan to come. I want Dylan to be with school, school with Rachel. Oh, I have an idea. What? The next day, chapter ten. <laughs> They were ready for another test, and Dr. Humphreys had changed the machine around a lot. And he said, I think I figured out how to send you to your family. She said, what are we going to do? Well, he, he said, you know how a dog can smell really well? You know a dog can, like, can smell anything, can find food, like, a hundred miles away? He said, yeah, you know a dog can, like, sniff a stick and find it? Yeah, you know a dog can sniff a piece of clothing and find a person who might might have gotten lost? Said, yeah, some dogs can do that. Well, what happens if we know that people all have a have a kind of time smell? He said Rachel said, What? He said, well, you know, some people move fast and some people move slow. And some people move at medium speed. I move medium. I think you do. Yeah. What speed is Papa? Slow. Slow? Yeah, because your heart beats slow and I beat medium. Faster? Yeah, and Mama beats the same as me. Oh, okay. And he said, you know... So different people have a different kind of time smell. Ask you don't do that, it's really annoying. Time smell to the way they the way they move through the world. He said, Well what if I could make the machine What does that mean? Well, he said, What if I could make what if I could make the machine sort of sniff out people in time? So what if we could take something from, from, from Rachel's family and put it into the machine and then send Rachel where it finds the people. So it wouldn't just send her through time, it would also send her through space. <gasps> that means we could find, we could find her family where they are now and send Rachel there. That's right. Let's try it. They hooked up the machine. And instead of a window, this time they put Rachel and Dylan into a special car. And they put wires in, attached to the car. And instead of having a window they step through, they're going to send them to the place in the car. It wasn't a real like driving car. It was just kind of like a bubble that they would go inside. So they got inside the bubble, 
And Dr. Humphreys threw the switch. Oh, sorry, I forgot something, though. They needed something from the family so they could have the time smell. Rachel still had the open letter from the morning in her pocket, the one that said they had to move. Remember the blue letter yeah. that they got? Yeah. And she said, well, my father was holding this letter this morning, and I bet you it has the smell of his hand. They said, perfect. So they put the letter in the computer, and then they pressed some buttons, and they figured out what the smell of the papa would be, the time smell of the papa would be. And then, and then Rachel and Dylan got in the car, in the car bubble. And they threw the switch. And they saw the car bubble. They saw, they saw stars flying by and bright lights shining and green and blue. It was like the northern lights, but way faster. It was like, shh. It was like lights inside a washing machine. Yeah. It was flying all around the, the car bubble. And when the lights all stopped, they were in a dark place. I think we should open up the car door. I think so. I know where we are. Maybe we're in a closet. Yeah, maybe we're in a closet. And then they opened up and it was cold. It felt cold. Like, well, maybe we're not in a closet. Maybe we're in a, a garden shed or something. Because it also felt kind of damp. They felt around in the dark, and they felt the door, and they pushed it open, and they were in a yard. It wasn't a nice yard. It was a yard with lots of, like, broken things and garbage and stuff like that, and the sky was gray, and it was raining, and it was almost dark outside, and there was a little house where the yard was, and there was an open door in the back door, and there was some light coming out, and the house wasn't very nice. It was all broken and yucky. to the house door and they looked in and they could see a man sitting at the kitchen table and Rachel could tell that it was her father. She was about to run in and hold him and Dylan, Dylan stopped her. I don't know, something's wrong. And so they crawled into the house and they hid behind the couch right beside the table. And they looked and they saw that Rachel's father was a lot older. His hair was white and he was skinnier. He still looked the same, but he was older. And he looked so sad and he was crying and he was talking to himself. And he said, Everything went wrong when Rachel left. All the things in our life, all the happiness went away. We were sad people. I wish we found a way to be happy, but she was our joy. And I don't know what to do. 
And he started crying. And he put his hands on the table. And he put his forehead on the table. And he was crying. And then after a couple minutes, he fell asleep. And he was sleeping at the table. And Rachel didn't know where anyone else was in the family, but she could see that this, this meant that she still had to get back. She knew that if she got back in time to when she let, when she disappeared, that she could fix all this, that the future wouldn't be so sad, that the future with her and her family would be happy if they could be together. So, her father was sleeping, her old father from the future was sleeping. And Dylan tried to keep Rachel back, but Rachel went away from his hands. And she went up to her father. And she was worried that if she went to him and he saw her, that he would want to keep her there and she wouldn't be able to go back and fix everything. So she tiptoed. She went up to her father who was looking so sad even while he was sleeping. And she very gently put her arms around him. She kissed his forehead and she whispered in his ear. And her father didn't look so sad anymore in his face. And there was almost a smile on his face while he was sleeping. And he started to snore. And she knew that when when she was when her father was younger, that even when he snored then, he only snored when he was having happy dreams. So she knew that she made him have a happy dream. And she went back to Dylan and she said, Let's go and let's get me back to my time my family, my real family, at the right time, so I can have, so we can fix everything together. And Dylan said, yes, let's do it. And they got back in the time car and they pushed the button that would bring them all the way back to the lab. And the stars flashed through the sky and the light flashed through the sky. Where are they going away? And when they opened their eyes, they were back in the lab. Because Rachel wants to go, they went too far ahead in time, they're in the future again, but it wasn't a good future, it was a sad future. So Rachel wants to go back to fix everything so that the future will be a happy future. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Do you have any questions? Uh, well, remember what happens to Rachel? She gets sent back to when his father, when her father is old, and then she goes back in the car, and then she steps. And she she goes back to the the time with And Dylan is still there. And Dylan is still there. And she's really sad because she saw how sad her papa was. So, Rachel got out of the little little car with Dylan and said 
What are you doing? You don't even know what you're doing. You don't even know what you're doing. You have to send me. You took me out of my time. You have to send me back so my parents can be happy again. Dr. Humphreys was really upset, too, and he was flustered, and he could see how upset she was. And Dylan said, he's trying, he's trying. And Rachel said, well, he's not trying hard enough. I'm going to do it. And she ran around the time machine, pulling on the wires and twisting them and pulling them in different directions because she was mad. And then she ran over to the place where, where Dr. Humphreys would press the button, and she pressed the button again. The machine started making really funny noises, not good noises, like, and it glowed really bright, and it glowed red, and it glowed purple, and it glowed green, and then it glowed red again, and then smoke came out of it, and it stopped working. Well, I think it's safe to say that we won't be sending you back in time for some time said Dr. Humphreys. Rachel fell down. She was so upset. She lay on the floor right on her face. And nobody put her put their hands on her to help her. Everyone just stood back and watched. I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to go home. She wouldn't get up. She wouldn't eat dinner. She just lay there. Eventually, everybody, even Dylan, went to bed and left her there. Rachel went back into the room, into Dylan's room, and he was sleeping. She looked at him sleeping and said, Dylan's my friend, but I miss my family. She looked at the wall, the same wall that she had kicked the hole in a few days ago. The same wall that she had climbed into. And she felt like if she could just climb into that wall again, she'd even be a little closer to her family. So she climbed into the hole in the wall and found a little spot to lie and fell asleep. She woke up to the sound of crying and lots of different things being moved around. She could hear a grown-up crying and she could hear a baby crying. Who else? They don't have a baby. She crawled out of her hole to see what was going on. Nobody was in the room. But again, the room looked different. The walls were green. It's a little bit of pink. And the room was empty. There was nothing in it. No bed, nothing. What? She was confused. She walked out to the hallway. There were no pictures on the walls. Maybe people were moving. She walked into the living room. There were no pictures on the walls. 
Most of the furniture was gone, and there was a pile of boxes in the middle of the room. The crying was coming from behind the pile of boxes. She was really suspicious and really confused. So she tiptoed up to the boxes. She looked over, and she could see the back of a lady's head, a long braid down her back. And she was holding in her hands a picture. Rachel climbed up the boxes to get a better look. She got just high enough to see that the picture that the lady was holding was a picture of Rachel. What? And she could see, because the picture was wet, that the woman was crying and their tears were falling on the picture. She climbed a little higher. And as she climbed higher, she could see that the lady was also holding something else. The lady was holding a baby. And the baby looked right at Rachel. And the baby smiled. The lady heard a little noise behind her. And she started to turn. And Rachel tried to scramble down the boxes. But she had already crawled too far. And instead of going backwards, she fell forwards and the whole tower of boxes fell down on the floor with Rachel crumpled in a big pile with the boxes. She looked up into the face of her mother. Rachel? Rachel! Her mama picked her up the ground and swung her through the air and wrapped her arms around her. Her father came in the room. Oh my God, Rachel! And they all hugged and held each other. Where have you been? Well, it's a really long story. And they said, we don't even care. We're just so happy you're home. You've been gone for four months. This is your new baby brother. Hi, baby. The baby smiled and held her hand. Rachel said, well, what's going on? They said, we're moving. We got a, we got a transfer to move the day you left, the day you disappeared. She, Rachel said, I saw it. They said, we thought you might have run away because you didn't want to leave. So we stayed another three months here waiting for you to come. And when you didn't come, the army told us that we still had to move. We weren't going to go very far away, though. We just have to move inside Gimli. We don't have to go to a different town. Rachel said, So we're leaving this house, but we're going to another house? Yeah, we're going to another house. And... We kept an extra bedroom just in case you came home. You get your own room. And do you know where we're moving? No, where are we moving? 
Rachel's father smiled, a big, goofy smile. He said, come, I'll show you. Rachel held his hand. It felt so good. It felt like she had been gone so oh long. Oh, my God. I read the movie. They looked out the front window, and Rachel's father pointed across the street at a little blue house. He said, we're moving across the street. Across the street? That's it? Yeah. <laughs> we get to stay here? Yeah. And you know what? There's a boy about your age who's moving into this house. Maybe you'll still get to play here. <gasps> there was a knock at the door. The family went to the door to answer it. And there was Dr. Humphreys and Sonia. And looking a little bit younger, closer to her age, not one year older anymore, but only four months older. And was Dylan? Was Dylan. Hi, my name's Dylan. What's yours? Rachel smiled. She knew that she hadn't met Dylan yet in this time. Dylan hadn't gone to the future yet to meet her. She said, my name's Rachel. Dylan shook her hand like a grown-up and said, it's really nice to meet you. And she knew that they were going to be best friends. And then Dr. Humphreys gave her a strange look and a little smile. And she looked at him and he looked back at her. And he got down on one knee and held out her, his hand to shake her hand. And when he went, she went to reach out to shake his hand, he whispered in her ear, You're welcome. And that's the end of that story. What? Why did he say, You're welcome? Well, do you remember what machine Dr. Humphreys was using? What kind of machine did he build? Um, a time machine? So maybe, somehow, he was able to go through time and understand where that Rachel had already been to the future. Maybe he helped send her back, even though she just crawled into the wall. Maybe he knew something about how she got home that even she didn't know yet. What do you think about that? Wow, you have more stuff. That's all the story for tonight.